I'm Steve. Welcome back, listeners, to the finest phototainment in the world. That's right, you're listening to another episode of the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast, an irreverent look at wedding photography. This podcast, like aspirin, will help you recover from your wedding hangover. Good news, listeners. Just got word from Disney Dustin was decapitated on Space Mountain, just like I told everybody I would never lie to anyone. Fortunately for us, they took Dustin's head, they put it right into the Disney vault next to Walt Disney's head, both of them in there together, Futurama style. They got Dustin hooked up. He is chatting with Walt Disney right now as we speak. Dustin, how, how are things? How is it being a decapitated head in a jar? I have a little bit uh, more appreciation for Mickey Mouse. Do you know how many Mickey heads are in here in this vault? Oh my gosh, Dustin. How I'm many? just saying, Steve. I feel I feel a little uncomfortable right now because I'm craving cheese. So, so uh, Dustin, what's Walt like? How's the man? He's good. He's good. He has this really creepy ride in Tomorrowland called, uh, I don't know, what is it called? Like Turn of the Century or... Yeah, I don't remember, but it's like this weird animatronic made me feel like uh, I was in a place where robots were surely going to take over the world. So, Dustin, how was Disney? How was Disney with the kids? Um, I would say overall good. I would say Disney does a really good job of doing everything including stroller parking. I think that was my biggest, like, wow, they have a valet at every section to park my stroller. Stroller parking is good at Disney. Very good. It it was amazing because everyone was like, I can't believe you're taking a stroller to Disney. And then... That sounds like people who haven't been to Disney. Yeah. And we bought this, like, super expensive stroller just to go to Disney. And then we get there, and then 99% of everyone there had rented exact same stroller. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, shit. Did you tie like a little ribbon or something on it so you know which one was yours? Uh, inadvertently, we had Charlie's, like she's like naps with this little pink blanket. Mm -hmm. And so we had that tied around the handlebars. So every time we would park it, I would kind of drape that over the top of it, mainly to block the sun from like beating down on the seat part. Mm -hmm. And that really was like my little look for the blanket kind of thing. But overall, it was a, it was a good trip. Uh, it was really exhausting. Um, we spent way too much money and i think my daughter had just as much fun at the swimming pool and the hotel playground as she did at disney mm -hmm. and she will never remember it <laughs> but i have those memories steve i have those memories you know if you shot any video you could uh take all that video and make it into like a little thing you put up on youtube for yourself and your family to watch yeah didn't didn't shoot any video mm, big mistake I was watching uh, the video I shot of Ian's first time at Disney last night with Nora. She kept uh, mistaking her cousin uh, for herself because her cousin was a baby at the time. And she's like, oh, that's baby me. And it's like, no, Nora, it's not. <laughs> yeah, we. I just never think to switch my phone into video mode because I'm like so busy taking pictures. Mm -hmm. Well, usually you hire somebody to go with you to take the videos too. So, well, Yeah, that's true. Doesn't, why don't you bring me along with you? I could have come with you. I could have shot all the video, just like when we do weddings together. I asked. I said, hey, you, Jen, Disney? And you said, hell no. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Funny thing is, now Jen's going to Disney in a, like a month or two. I saw that. 
she got a little jealous of all my sweet picks. And she was like, I need to experience those long lines. It was an unfortunate bribe she made with Nora to potty train Nora. And hey, Nora's potty trained now. So really? Congratulations. No, no. It was hell getting there. And, um, you know, every once in a while there's still an accident and it's still hell. So I uh, so last night, Jen and I went and we met up with listener Devin Rowland. And while we're hanging out with Devin, we dropped the kids off at my little brother's house because he lives real close to where we're hanging out. And I had to drop off like, here's carpet cleaner, just in case. She hasn't had an accident in a while, but you never know what's going to happen, buddy. Also, here's two changes of clothes, and here are disinfectant wipes. And uh, beforehand, I just want to say I'm sorry. And (laughs) turns out, no accidents. We're all good. So, How is Devin? She's awesome. She's a real person. She's a real person. I, you know, I had my doubts. I thought, but. I thought maybe she was like just one of those, I don't want to say fake listeners, but people who just say they listen to our podcast, <laughs> like like a bot or something like that. Uh, we generated by have, Microsoft. We do have a lot of bots generated by Microsoft who listen to our podcast. Thank you, Bill Gates. Yes, big fan, Bill Billy Gates, BG. But yeah. I don't even know who, who's in charge. It's not Steve Ballmer anymore. He got kicked out. Uh, it's Devin Rowland. <laughs> She's in charge of Microsoft. <laughs> oh, I'm so sad. I'm so sad I didn't get to join you guys. You could have come. You could have come from Fort Wayne, buddy. I could have shown you. I could have shown you this beautiful city that's known as Indianapolis. We came out in Broderville. But uh, hanging out with Devin made me realize we need to do meetups this year. We need. We need to... Uh, we need to mix it up because it's a lot of fun hanging out with Devin, and I think it'd be a lot of fun hanging out with a lot of other listeners too. Well, just like it, I assume it was similar to the time I got to meet what I'm calling Ulysses in real life. Oh, I'm going to um, meet Ulysses in real life soon. What? Yeah. That should be the name of a new podcast. Ulysses in real life. Ulysses Del Toro, host of the Wedding Photo Podcast. That's who we're talking about there. Um doesn't speaking of other listeners we got some follow-up trademark john syracuse stop really yeah from some other listeners evan dawson and alex bruce giving us those good good updates dustin Mm -hmm. do you want to do you want to do you want to read off any of these updates i feel they're very dustin centric i feel like uh, the, the first one had something to do, Mr. Evan Dawson is willing to start a GoFundMe to get me, Dustin McKibben, a coolest cooler. Was that it? Did I read that correctly? No, I think Evan wanted to point out that coolest cooler is a Kickstarter fiasco. And oh, is that, that what uh, he's trying to get at? Yeah, the company was sued and people who paid Kickstarter money for that coolest cooler have now sued the coolest cooler company and as a result of of their lawsuit in the state of washington i think um anybody who or no the state of oregon right oregon yeah oregon. anybody yep. who ordered a coolest cooler and didn't get a coolest cooler is entitled to a 20 dollar check dustin you gonna cash in on that 20 bucks oh, i'm gonna cash in hard on that i'm gonna go to taco bell and i'm gonna get the entire menu <laughs> that that would be possible and then i'm gonna put it I'm going to put it in a cooler. Wait, no, I don't have a cooler. Not a cooler. Dang it. But uh, you know what? Alex Bruce also wanted to update us. He had some news too. So he's part of a pop-up camper Facebook group 
and someone as asked, as some are someone asked for cooler recommendations and the funny thing was he looked it up and the coolest cooler is on sale right now on amazon you can get them it's only five hundred dollars what is yeah. and it's funny that they have it on amazon prime with two-day shipping but it's been five years dustin and you still don't have yours those are alex's words not mine well, what's funny is it originally was on Am. What caused this whole debacle was that it was on Amazon for two hundred dollars. Whoa! Which we paid two hundred, I think forty nine dollars or something like that uh, on Kickstarter. And two hundred forty nine dollars. You're not even seeing ten percent of that back with this lawsuit. Twenty right. bucks. Because there's so many people that haven't gotten it. I think they said something like there were fifty thousand people who backed and thirty thousand got them. Something like that. Everybody that was involved in the lawsuit in the state of Oregon had to receive theirs. Yes. So they've all gotten theirs, according to that article that Mr. Sir Evan Dawson shared. Yeah. That's why they had to up the price on Amazon to $500. They got to pay for all those. To cover all those. But wasn't there more news on the coolest cooler? Like now they're they're selling other things besides the cooler to try to make more money so that they can get Just those other ones and out. Accessories and things like that. <laughs> like but like those the, coolest coolers we already the, shipped are starting to break down. You're gonna need parts <laughs> to fix them. Well, what was frustrating was they sent out like a big mass email to everybody uh, saying their new genius business move to generate more revenue in order to get more coolers out to the people who backed it and wait for it. That move was uh, branded coolers for like marketing and stuff for businesses. So you could get your logo put on I'm like, yeah, just what I want to do is give out a $500 cooler to someone with my logo on it. Yeah. I think it'd be more like for your office parties and stuff. Uh, if you were doing, let's say, like a wedding photo. No, because the idea meetup. was that you would get like, buy, th- these businesses would buy them oh. in bulk. Oh, yeah. So you're doing a wedding photo hangover meetup, as one tends to do. You need three as to four of these coolers. Do. You buy them with your logo on it. And then, uh, you know, stuff them full of beer. And some sodas. Not everybody drinks. Maybe some LaCroix. Hey, Steven, I just want to... Th- I just, I want to throw this out here. It's my birthday and I, I'd love to have a cooler for my birthday. Mm-hmm. And uh, if, you, if you want to Amazon Prime that shit, you know, with the Wedding Photo Hangover logo on it, I would be more than happy to support our podcast via like cooler frosty beverages feel like blended in a margarita machine there might be some more follow-up dustin do you have any follow-up on something i might have helped facilitate regarding a certain re- republican email list uh i have a new scoop for my dog food you have a new scoop for your dog food what does that scoop say uh it says let's build that wall <laughs> steven van out so you got the mug <laughs> thank you for reminding me because I was drinking out of it for the longest time, and my wife made me use it to scoop dog food. Because apparently that's all that mug can be used for in our house. But I don't know if you read the mug, but it also says... I just facilitated uh, it going to the right place. Don't worry, I didn't give your address out to anyone. But I made sure I made sure um, it got to the right place. Money changed hands, that's all we'll say. And uh... it also... Um said that California was on the other <laughs> side of that wall, which I didn't even catch that because I didn't even really like look at the photo on it. I just read the words. Oh my gosh, Dustin, you got to take a photo of this and put it in the Facebook group. <laughs> I will, I will. 
I forgot all about it. It came, uh, we got it the day we got back from Florida and you were gone. So that's why I was like, oh, Steve, we got a podcast tonight. And you're like, oh, sorry, man. I'm on vacation, doing my best life, hashtag living. So whoever the anonymous person is who wanted to uh, get Dustin on that good, good email list. And also, Thank you so much. And also get him that mug. Um, Thank you so much for contributing to building that wall, whoever, whoever bought that. <laughs> now, if you could just contribute to the rock wall that's going in my front yard for my landscaping, also would be appreciated. I, I think you could just throw the mug in there, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a mug rock wall. <laughs> Send all of those mugs. Pack it with some clay and just uh, stick it in. We could probably uh, kickstart this to get you like 500 of them. And <laughs> Moving on to some more follow-up. Oh, more uh, follow-up. Listener Devin, uh, who you just had drinks with, surprisingly, um, was listening to last week's episode <laughs> um, with the windows down at her Airbnb and then suddenly felt uncomfortable uh, when there was talk of threesomes. You and Jennifer talked about threesomes without me. Dustin, are, do, you, do you want to talk about threesomes too? It's funny because Jennifer and I just uh, recorded an episode. Had a threesome. <laughs> you and Jennifer just had a threesome? With the Secret Is Life that what of, you were going to say? We recorded an episode of the Secret Life of Weddings podcast with Lisa and Rebecca. And they also wanted to talk about that on their podcast. So uh, that story comes from the I Don't Give an F Stop podcast. Thank you so much for that juicy, juicy stories, Sarah, Carrie, and Megan. Mm. So does that make it like almost a trifecta story now that it's been on three podcasts? Uh, yeah, I think so. Almost like a threesome of a story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we're cutting that part out. Jeez. <laughs> Got real, real gross, real nasty. So we're just a bunch of nasty boys over here tonight. Doesn't, did you... So how do you feel how do you feel knowing that for the right price your wife would have a threesome with a couple? I mean, she had she had Corinne on the edge of her seat while we were listening to this. Like, what does Jen really think? I can't believe Steve is talking wow. about this. Wow. Corinne was edging. We were we were technically edging Corinne. Is that what you're trying to tell me? She Corinne questions everything. She's like, if Jen if if Jen thinks this is okay, maybe this is okay. But but maybe there's now other women in the United States of America or the world who are now opening up to this idea thanks to your wife. If we could circle back to apparently Jen and I edging your wife. Um, no one said you were involved in the edging. Just Jen. Karen, do you want to come in here and say something? You want to say hi? That's how excited she is about this topic, Steve. Karen's like, stop talking about me. You want to say hi? Hi. <laughs> I don't want to be on the podcast. <laughs> We're just talking about threesomes. Do you have anything you want to say? Uh, good night. Happy birthday. Was Corinne waiting up to, to say happy birthday to you? Was she going to tell you that you're a good sex boy too? Oh, she doesn't have to tell me. I know. <laughs> Dustin, do you want to move on into topics this week? I guess I could spend the entire hour talking about that, but okay. First up on that topic list, Dustin, did oh. you get the photo what, pass what in we? Disney? What are we drinking? Oh, Steve? shoot. <laughs> Second up on the topic <laughs> uh, <laughs> tonight, Dustin, I want to know what you are drinking. It's beer talk time, baby. Burr, 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 burr. Bubble up. Uh, I am drinking a good old Killian's Irish Red. 
an oldie but a goodie, a simple man's beer for a simple man. <sighs> Killian's isn't bad. I'm, that's that's all right. This is better than like a Bud or Coors or whatever else. Yeah, it's one of my like cheap go-to beers when I go to a bar. Yeah. You just want an Irish Rad. It's real good. Mm -hmm. I'm an Irish guy. What are you drinking, Stephen? What's going down the slippery lips of you tonight? Dustin, tonight, going down my ever, ever slippery lips. Ever, ever more slippery <laughs> lips? The slipperiest, slippy lips. The slip lips. Um, the slip lips. I've got an old-fashioned, buddy. Not a new fashion, but an old fashion. Mm -hmm. It's an. Is old... there such thing as a new fashion? <laughs> it's an old fashioned, made in my favorite way. So I, I'll share a link to this article. But this is one of my favorite things I've ever read, and it's about the old fashioned. And it was a. Uh, it was written on New Year's Day in 1936 by a man who was identified as old timer. So this is what he wrote about the old fashioned, you know, on New Year's Day. So after he was up all night getting hammered, presumably, presumably, he writes, time was when the affable and sympathetic bartender moistened a lump of sugar with Angostura bitter, with Angostura bitters, dropped in a lump of ice, neither too large nor too small, stuck in a miniature bar spoon and pass the glass to the client with a bottle of good bourbon from which said client was privileged to pour his own drink. In most places, the price was 15 cents or two for a quarter. Nowadays, the modern or ex-speakeasy bartender drops a spoonful of powdered sugar into a glass, adds a squirt of carbonic to add dissolution adds to that a dash or two of some kind of alleged bitters and a lump of ice regardless of size then he proceeds to build up a fruit compote of orange lemon pineapple and cherry and himself pours in a carefully measured ounce and a half of bar whiskey usually a blend and gives one a glass rod to stir it with price 35 to 50 cents profanation and extortion it's one of my favorite things ever um i make an old-fashioned the right way lump of sugar angostura bitters ice and bourbon i don't get all these people Which bourbon what bourbon tonight is buffalo trace uh, i'm usually on that uh, buffalo trace, trace or that elijah the craig bt mm -hmm. old bt no they're, they're very good they're very good bourbons i like them a lot and someday you'll come and try this bourbon I bought for us. Someday I will. If only somebody would invite me to their house. Steve, you were officially invited to my house. On a day when I'm shooting a wedding. <laughs> Thank you. Any day. Any day, Steven. Come tomorrow. <laughs> if only it were that easy. Jen's got shoots tomorrow. I got the kids tomorrow. I don't believe I invited Jen. I just said Steve. <laughs> very nice. Very nice. So, Dustin, do we want to move on to topics, or did you want to talk about old fashions with me and the right way to make them? Uh, I'm waiting for you to make me an old fashioned. I've made you an old fashioned on several occasions, and every time you've been like, mm, I don't really like hard liquor. 
You just make it so goddamn strong. <laughs> That's what Jen said. I made her one the other night when we were recording, and uh, she wouldn't drink it because it was too strong. At what point does it not become an old-fashioned and it's just bourbon? <laughs> Because that's yours is more bourbon than old fashioned. You know, I make them stronger now than I did back then. <laughs> I made them for you. Uh, you know, my liver just keeps getting bigger and bigger, and it needs needs more alcohol or to keep deader, growing. Or deader and deader. I think it's strengthening. I think it's strengthening. I think that's Blackening. what you would call it. Blackening. All right. Well, let's move on to topics then. <laughs> Jeez. Gosh, you're 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 a muddled fruit baby, aren't you? You're like, mm, can we muddle some cherries in that old fashioned and put a piece of pineapple on the side? No, I'm so bitter right a little now. Orange I'm angry. zest. Oh gosh. <laughs> Actually, I'm okay with orange. A little orange zest is probably fine, but you know, okay, like a All slice right. of orange. Get the f- get out. out. A little bit of blue moon in it. Oh, now you're talking about the cheesecake old fashioned. What the hell is that? Is that the Cheesecake, cheesecake Factory? Factory? They put Blue Moon in their old fashioned? <laughs> yeah. Gosh. It's delicious. Profanation and extortion. <laughs> Jiminy Christmas. What does this world come to? All right, moving on to our first topic of this evening. Our first topic of the evening, Dustin, bring it on. Are we talking about the photo pass thing? Are we actually getting... No, I want to hear. Did you get a photo pass while you're in Disney? This is a real-life topic. There are working photographers in Disney who need to make their nut. They got mortgages. They got houses to pay for. Yeah. Are you going to help them not or not? According to I Don't Give an F-Stop podcast, uh, hosts Carrie and Sarah, they get put in a dormitory-like environment where they just have sex all the time. So I didn't feel I the need to. I don't feel the need to support their tennis laundromat habits. Um, so I put my foot down and I said, "I'm sorry. You guys are gonna have to go find your nut elsewhere." Man, keeping all those good, good Disney employees from nutting. <sighs> I thought about getting the photo pass uh, after you said don't get it. Then Jen said do get it. And then I took a long, hard look at my children, and I was like, they hate having their photo taken by strangers. So, did the, did you do any photos with them while you were there? Like any of the yeah, character meet and greets? We did uh, some of the character meet and greets, and they ask you when you sat down at the table if you had a photo pass, and if you didn't have a photo pass, they didn't even bother taking your picture. So I was like not not getting that photo pass then if they're not even gonna like take the pictures Mm -hmm. and then most of the time there was like photo moments so to speak like when we're walking into a park or out of a park when you have like the magic kingdom thing in the background Mm -hmm. or some sort of thing like iconic thing like my kids were asleep like epcot's ball yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so we did not get it uh they just emailed us our photos yesterday i haven't looked through them yet uh, from like the character things that were purely just like walk up and see a character. See, the problem Jen and I had was the last time we went to Disney, we did not get the photo pass. And then we looked at all the photos and we we're like, oh my gosh, these are treasures we want to keep with us forever. Look at sweet baby Nora and sweet baby Ian. They are the sweetest babies. And we need all these but photos of them with Mickey I and Minnie some... and Pluto and Goofy and Donald. Donald's a Big hit at this house. Daisy, not so much. Donald, yeah. 
And then we paid almost as much money <laughs> as it would cost to get a photo pass just to buy like two or three of the photos because it was just like, we never, we never get photos like this. And we, we just really wanted to. I thought somebody commented on Jen's post because she asked this question on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought I read that somebody said that you could buy up to like, you know, 10 of the photos for like two or $3 a picture. It's not that cheap. No, no, I haven't looked at the prices yet. You can buy like 10 of the photos for $10 a picture. Gotcha. Maybe they said they only bought like two or three of the good ones. And so it was like 30 bucks. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't know. They might not have sweet babies like Ian and Nora, so they might not have got very many good, many good pictures. Uh, See, Charlie, Charlie, see, I'm glad we didn't get the photo pass because every character thing we went to, Charlie got super shy all of a sudden as soon as they came up to her. Like she was one of those kids that was like crazy jazzed about meeting them Mm -hmm. and would watch them continuously as they roamed the room. And then the moment they came up to her, she wanted nothing to do with them. That's how Nora was too. But then Ian would be like, oh my gosh, it's Mickey. Give me a hug, Mickey. Oh, let's look at the camera and smile. And then Nora was like, oh, I'll look at the camera and smile too because my brother's doing it. So Uh, it turned into good photo moments because Ian kind of helped guide her through it. What a good boy that Ian is. Sweet baby Ian, yeah. Sweet Ian at Steve's house. Mm -hmm. Uh, But no, we didn't do it. Uh, When the kids are a little older, like uh, Ian's age, and we go back, I would definitely, definitely do it. But then as I think about that, I was like, I would hate to go back with an older kid who's actually like really into all these characters. And I'm watching all these parents sit through all of these lines to meet all of these characters. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, holy f***, I would not want to do that. Like Woody and Buzz Lightyear and like Star Wars and like, I just, so what we did is we went to the front of the line and just like waved at them and then left. (laughs) We didn't actually, like, wait in the line to have a picture with them. You guys also went to Disney when it was already cool outside. So when Jen and I went, it was October, and it was supposed to be cool, but it ended up being, like, a heat wave, and it was 20 degrees hotter than it normally is in October, putting it at a stifling 90 degrees still. And Mm. one of the days, I think it almost hit 100. But anyway, the point is, we needed to get into air conditioned places quite a bit because of our kids and because of us. And we just needed to cool off. And a lot of those uh, meet and greet things with the Disney characters take place in air conditioned places. So it's like, we can go stand in line for 30 minutes in air conditioning. And it was magical. That is magical. But yeah, on a, on a chilly, cold 70 degree day uh, where you can barely even wear a short sleeve shirt and flip flops, like, you know, I imagine you don't really care about that AC so much. You don't. You really don't. But what I would recommend to anyone circling back to Disney Talk is if you have the option or you're considering going, do not go during spring break. Avoid spring break at all costs. Mm, was it just all spring breakers the whole time? I don't know, but it was... It it definitely, there were people I saw that made me lose a little bit of respect of humanity. You're going to find that in any crowd of people. It's not Disney specific or spring break, break specific. It's just any well, crowd there, of people. There was a lot of, there were a lot of like, I think high school senior trips going there. 
Oh yeah, teenagers that'll make you lose your faith in humanity real fast. Yeah, exactly, exactly. There's like all these girls that are like posing up. I, if anything, though, it did give me good hope for uh, a future crop of brides that I won't have to pose because they have all this experience on Instagram, just simply getting all of those Instagram photos of them at Mickey with Mickey holding Mickey stuff. Uh, who cares if they actually were? Wait, are they marrying Mickey? They might. Hey, Mickey, you're so fine. You're so fine. You blow my mind. Hey, Mickey. Oh, man. You know the copyright, trademark, whatever it is on Mickey is going to run up in a few years unless Disney can finagle something with the court systems to keep it going longer like they've been doing, which is hell for copyright in America because it's made it so things never go into the public domain, which is terrible because, you know, at a certain point in time, things should enter the public domain. They should be... They become a historical piece and they should be available for everyone, not just for people willing to pay exorbitant amounts. Wait, wait, wait. For those of us not in the know, explain this. So any piece of media, um, music, television, like written word, books, you know, novels, stuff like that, uh, it's only your property for so long i think right now the length is like 70 years after you create it or maybe it's 70 years after you die or something like that so i don't think it's that long no it's ridiculously long and it's ridiculously long because of disney because they've been trying to keep the uh thing going with mickey mouse because if mickey mouse starts popping up everywhere then who wants to go to disney to see mickey mouse anymore you know gotcha so yeah no it's it's crazy man but as soon as, as soon as that copyright is up, I am planning a styled shoot with Mickey and Minnie that day. I was actually photographing for a rest, uh, like a breakfast restaurant um, a couple days ago, and they had a Mickey Mouse pancake. And I was like, hmm, I feel like that's probably illegal. Did they call it's it a Mickey copyright. Mouse pancake? Yeah, they called it a Ooh. Mickey Mouse pancake special. But they're not paying Disney... <laughs> A few, yeah. few cents on every pancake that they sell there, then yeah, they can get in trouble for that. Yeah, I was like, because I'm sure I've been at other places that have like the mouse pancake or like, you know, something where they're alluding to it being Mickey, but don't say that it's Mickey Mouse. But this was like straight up the Mickey Mouse pancake special. <laughs> so I was like, hmm, that feels like hmm, probably could get trouble for that one. I'm going to now need to own your business. What, you're going to own the business, not Disney? Dustin, yeah, because, way to go. Yeah. You can write in there. I love this. Anyways, you want to talk about, speaking of scams, do you want to talk about this Midwest photography scam? So we've been uh, uh, just picking up stories ever since uh, we did a bunch of interviews and <laughs> didn't have anything topical. Uh, in those interviews because, you know, we were focused on our guests and uh, getting all the good stuff out of them, that good, good content. And so anyway, we got some topics we want to go through. There's been a lot of like weird crime or crime related things that have gone on. So the first one uh, is titled, it's on ishmom.com and it's titled Instacrime Alleged Midwest Wedding Photography Scam. Doesn't you have a chance to read this or are you just going to Wait for me to give you like a synopsis real quick. Uh, I really love your synopsises. Awesome. So there is a photo company in Ohio and it's called like Blue Boots Photography, then also Dear Thomas Scene Photography, then later Babes and Bows Photography. 
and the, most the old babes and bows brand change has just been there it's still dear thomasine photography but they removed the e at the end thomasine so now i guess now it's thomasin the dear thomasin photography now and the owner changes the name of the photography business according to this article when they become dissatisfied with customers leaving too many bad reviews online. It's gotten so bad that somebody in Ohio has created a Facebook group for everybody who has been wronged by this photographer. And the Facebook group has like a bunch of people in it. It's very surprising how long whatever this like wedding photography scam has been going. But according to the article, which, you know, is all we have to go on here, what ends up happening is the photographer, according to this, there's four small claims cases in Indiana that the photographer has lost. So it's so it's like an alleged crime story, but like also like, I don't know if it's crime, it's just like shitty business practices. But yeah, she's been getting sued and uh, she's been paying out because of her practices. And what she's supposedly doing is she takes photos of weddings and then after the wedding, She's been, like, super nice, super helpful all throughout the wedding and, like, leading up to the wedding. And then afterwards, like, she just doesn't ever get back to people and sometimes doesn't deliver photos. And they're claiming she's repeatedly lied to, um, lied to brides, stood up brides, threatened brides, and ignored her uh, brides. And uh, showing chronic unprofessional behavior and a lack of consciousness is what they're saying. So I'm not super familiar with Ishmael. I think it might be more of a blog than like an actual news outlet. And the person who wrote it also said that her sister or sister-in-law was scammed by this person. Swindled, I believe is what they say. But what's ending, what ends up happening in a lot of these situations is the bride and groom never receive the photos after the wedding. And the uh, photographer just stops communicating with them. How does somebody stay in business doing this? Even with changing the name of their business, like, how? This is so crazy to me. I'm living in a world where one bad review would send me over the edge of a cliff, Dustin. How is this person alive and doing this? We have to get this photographer on our podcast to teach us. (laughs) Yes, I agree. So I don't know. It's uh, it's one of those things where, obviously, they realize that brides are pretty gullible, and it's easy to hot take from Dustin McKibben just now. Brides are gullible. It's easy to throw up a portfolio of images and book weddings, mm-hmm. uh, for low low end brides, or not necessarily low end brides, but brides for a lower price point, and. You know, there's nothing they can do. Unless you live in Indiana, and then you can take this lady to a small claims court. That's true. You're not getting your pictures, but you're going to get your money back. Possibly. It's just a numbers game at that point. How many people can you book that aren't going to sue you versus how many are? You just keep changing your name, get harder to locate. You got to keep moving to different states, though, too, because I feel like after a certain amount of time, then it becomes a federal thing. The judge would just look at it and be like, I'm sorry, you're not allowed to do business, like wedding photography business anymore. Like, I've had too many complaints. You're done. I don't think they can say, like, so, sir, you've been banned from wedding wire. They couldn't ban you from wedding wire. They could ban you from doing business, though. We live in the United States of America. And our federal, our, our court system 
a state courts, federal courts, they can say like you're not allowed to do stuff anymore. So they're going to just say, uh, that iPhone you have right there, sir, no more pictures for you. No, you've hacked the internet one too many times. You're not allowed to have a computer anymore. That's a thing. You engaged in dirty trading. You're not allowed to uh, be a stockbroker anymore. Trade Pokemon cards. You're not allowed to trade Pokemon cards anymore. We have rules in the U.S. that keep people from doing like crappy things and like continuing to do them over and over again. We can kick people out of businesses legally. Yeah. I guess. Maybe they'll just go into videography. I don't know if any of those rules would apply to <laughs> photography, but I feel like they should. Are you saying, Steve, what I think you're saying? We need to start a wedding court. I'm going back to school. I'm getting my law degree, and I'm going to start prosecuting this shit out of people who uh, stand up brides and grooms. Yeah. Imagine Judge Judy, but it's court specifically for wedding vendors. Mm, yeah also i will be dressed in full makeup wig everything to look exactly like judge judy when this goes to air i think that's the only way to do it right and really pay homage to my personal hero judge judy or you're somehow deemed the authority to operate in the veil with sting-like operations. I like that because you use the word veil and that's something that applies to weddings. Okay, now exactly. continue. See what I did there? Yeah. And you contact these wedding vendors. If they turn out to be shady, you just f***ing put them in wedding vendor jail and all they can eat is cake. That doesn't sound bad. That sounds really good, actually. Bad cake. Wait, is it wedding cake? <laughs> like old... Like old wedding Day cake. Day old wedding cake. Year old <laughs> and they get top fruit cake piece. for breakfast. <laughs> Year old top tier of the wedding cake. It should have gone in the freezer right away to stay good, and even then it would have been dry when you took it out. But they left it in the fridge for a few days before putting it in the freezer, and it got real roast before it froze. And then when they get their recreational time, they walk out and they see, you know, all this food being prepared. And they're like, oh, what's for dinner? And like, oh, we're going to have filet and potatoes and all these things. Oh, but you're a wedding vendor. Mm. You're getting a wedding vendor meal. It's in a plastic box in your room. It's in a plastic box in your room. It's It was prepared three hours ago and it's been sitting in direct sunlight ever since then. Yes. Enjoy. Also, there's mayonnaise on it, and the mayonnaise has soaked it through the entire bread. I hope you're not allergic to anything, because we put everything you could possibly be allergic to in it, just so you die. Uh, yeah, Whoa, no. Too far, too far. We put, <laughs> we put mushrooms all over it. We put bee stings inside of it. Um, bee stings? <laughs> peanut butter everywhere. Yeah. Strawberries, too. Yeah. Yeah, really going for the, like the whole quadfecta. Mm-hmm. And then we gave you pollen chips. Mm-hmm. It's just pollen from random flowers. It's going to aggravate your allergies. We got samples from all over the world. Mm-hmm. But because you live in America, most of the samples do come from Russia and Asia and Australia, places you've never been before that are more likely to really aggravate you and give you a terrible day. But they'll be tasty. Mm, they so will. tasty. But speaking of videographers and people who commit crazy wedding vendor-related incidences, uh, you brought up this article about a no-show videographer. Mm, 
taken to court. In the great state of Wisconsin, there Cheese curd, capital of the world. Gosh, have you had cheese curds in Wisconsin, Dustin? Mm. For the last, like, three or four years, my family has been fortunate enough to go to Wisconsin almost every summer because of my mom's scam she bought in. I mean, timeshare she bought into. Timeshare she bought. Timeshare, yeah. And... Cheese curds are so good. So good. I did not know. They are a heart attack waiting to happen. But, you know, until you hit that heart attack, it's a fun ride. Mm-hmm. With marinara sauce. Mm, yeah. Oh, are you talking about like the deep fried cheese curds? That's, oh, it's the only way to have that's them, man. going to get you to heaven or hell a lot faster. <laughs> or just to dead. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't, I don't want to say what your religious beliefs are, but, you know, maybe just or to Or to dead. a land full of cheese curds. Or to nirvana. Yeah. Think about that one for a minute. What if heaven is just a place of cheese curds? But every time you take a bite, you do have a heart attack. (laughs) Wow, that sounds like a movie. So a videographer in Wisconsin sold his services as a videographer to multiple brides and grooms. Okay, wanted to be clear on that. Was as a videographer. Was as a videographer, but he also (laughs) sold the services of a DJ in a photo booth. And as some do, yeah, and then never showed up to multiple weddings and to at least one wedding he that he did show up to. He delivered a wedding film that had footage not just from the wedding he shot, but also from a few other weddings. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. That's like the ultimate, um, like slap in the face, like. So, I didn't capture your first kiss. I got a first kiss, though, if you'd like to see one. Nothing in my contract says there has to be your first kiss in the wedding video. And I felt like theirs was better. Mm, So so much better. Your vows, you know, a little weak around the edges. You guys went in for that first kiss, like bird packs. They went in tongues out. It got sloppy and i'm not saying like i'm a sloppy boy and that's what i like but i'm a sloppy boy and that's what i like side note dustin how many times have you shot a wedding and the bride and groom went in tongues out for a kiss oh about 50 percent. like first kiss tongues out or just like later in the night you're doing photos with them and tongues out uh both Both, how many times in your life have you gone in tongue out for a kiss I mean, I have photos of grooms as they're going in because I'm like, you know, you don't want to miss that first kiss. So I'm like, like clicking away. And I see that like, you know, Tyrannosaurus Rex, like raptor mouse, like the gate opening up and just that tongue coming out like a, like a snake. Like a Gila monster. Mm. Come here, my bride. Come here, at first, sometimes it wraps around her neck and then pulls her in. <laughs> so that is one thing I've noticed. The more videos I've shot, the more uh, brides and grooms who, after they've had a few drinks, are just tongues out when they go to kiss. And I got to say, I have been married for 10 years now. Before I got married, Jen and I dated for a little over a year. I have done a lot of the kisses with the tongues. That deep, deep French kiss. Getting Your up. tongues? All up in Jen's mouth. Jen's all up in my mouth. That's how, you know, we do. For some reason, this makes me uncomfortable. It's supposed to. (laughs) And uh, I think Jen overheard me and she's coming down to yell at me. (laughs) 
But oh, wow, that was <laughs> well. Corinne's been on the show tonight when we were talking about threesomes, and now Jen's here to uh, to tell everybody about our kisses. <laughs> well, Jen's here now, so she so, should tell this story. <clears throat> um, been waiting for this first kiss for like a month because he just is like very slow to launch, and um, I believe it's called failure failure to launch. Uh, slow to launch, and um, I'm in the middle of a laugh. And he decides, hey, this is a good time to go in for a this kiss. Is you this is the were moment. So amazing, so beautiful, so gorgeous. And you were laughing at one of my jokes, which I try so hard. I'm getting all my good, good material out there, and no one's ever laughing. So when you laughed, it was like I found my one. I found my person. But the thing is, that situation I was laughing at you, not with you. <laughs> Doesn't matter, babe. <laughs> no, a it was a laugh. No, he he totally kissed my teeth. But uh, and I was like, wow, you just ruined our, our first kiss of the rest of our life. Thank you. But he made up for it for the wedding by um, holding my face to his lips for way too long, which actually made it kind of fun. <laughs> Yeah, so as you can see, uh, Jen and I kiss a tongue quite a bit. Um, we're very good mm-hmm. tongue kissers. She's going right yeah. back. Damn it. <laughs> She's yelling at me. She called me a weirdo. Well, all, all are true. Yes, all but are true. about this videographer. Oh, yes. Um, <laughs> to get back, to, to leave the, uh, the, the realm of tongue kisses, um, back to this videographer in Wisconsin. So he was sued, and he had to pay $14,000 out. Yeah, sounds about right. It's about what our packages start at. Well, it was to multiple brides. It wasn't to one bride, but yeah. Mm. over I think it was three different brides who sued him, and he ended up paying $14,000. And one of the brides that sued him was the one who booked him for DJ and photo booth services as well. See, I just I, I want to be a fly on the wall though for that conversation where you deliver that wedding film to the bride, and she calls you up and she says, "Hey, Steve, so got the wedding film, just watched it with my boo here, and did you did you accidentally send us the wrong one? Because there's other people in it, and I just want to I want to hear his response to that where he's like, "Yeah, no, 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 I know." What'd you think? Good, right? Like so good. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I just want I want them to be like, yeah, but not, but there's uh, there's other couples and there's people from like not our wedding. I would like you to direct fr- you to the but, part of our contract where it says that uh, I am an artiste and I'm making my art. But it's good, right? And you give me like license the, to make that art. Yeah, I I I kind of want to see these wedding films. Are they online, Stephen? Uh, I couldn't find the guy online. No. So I'm assuming they're down now. We we shot a wedding, uh, gosh, it's probably been like four or five years ago now, wedding video for a Greek wedding. And I mean, this thing was like a 17, 18 hour like wedding day. And there was some shots of, they had like a, I want to say a 10 person bridal party on each side. So 20 total plus them. And so we were at the salon um, shooting people at the salon and we just assumed everyone at the salon was there for their wedding. And so the two shots I used of like people getting like hair and makeup done at the salon happened to be the two people that were at the salon that were not a part of their wedding. <laughs> and so when they got their wedding video back, they were like, um, so I don't know those people in those salon shots. Mm. I was like, oh, those are like your 
husbands, relatives, like I'm sure. Boom, Dustin, it has hit midnight. Happy birthday. Oh, thanks, Steve. How old are you I'm now, one bud? year closer to you. To death. One year closer to death. I am 21. You're 21? 20 Why aren't you out two. drinking right now? I am out drinking right now. Hey, quick, mm. quick question. Real question. 21st mm-hmm. birthday. Did you go out yes. on 21st birthday? Like, I went out at, you know, a normal time, 7 o'clock in the afternoon or something like that, and just started drinking and drank all night. Or 21st birthday, did you go out midnight and as soon as it hit midnight you walked up to the bartender and you're like i think you'll see this id plays now (laughs) uh i'm trying to remember see i was of that unfortunate age grouping where i was older than everybody and so i turned 21 a year before everyone i knew so it was like, oh, I'm 21. Nobody can go out with me and do anything except for my dad. So, yeah. Wait, was, so you was, were home at the time? You weren't You weren't at RIT? No, I was at school, but I made up for it that August uh, when dad my came? wife turned. Well, no, when my wife turned 21 and we went. I want to go back to the dad comment. Did your dad come to RIT and go drinking with you? No, but he and I and my brother went drinking for my brother's 21st. Very nice. But yeah, so this videographer uh, is obviously taking the same vein of course of action of, hey, I'm just going to show up when I want to show up. Maybe he just needs to put something in his contract like that. One of the brides said it was like an hour before her ceremony. She was still doing hair and makeup, texting the videographer. And she was like, hey, are you going to make it here? And it was at that moment when she realized he's not coming at all, period. Yeah, I will say, though, I've worked with some videographers before. And so, like, with us, and this is how we do things, like, I am really anal about the schedule. Like, I really want the bride to know this is when I'm showing up, this is when I'm leaving, you know. So I make that wedding day schedule. And I know in bigger cities, like, that might not be as commonplace, for some people. Mm -hmm. So we did a wedding last year and we showed up and like we, we got the schedule from the bride. I said, there's no way we can get what you want accomplished in the time you have allotted. You need to add like three more hours and they added three more hours. No problem. Got paid more. We showed up earlier, earlier and got everything she wanted. It was a slam dunk. And we show up to the hotel that day and we're like shooting all this stuff. And I'm like, hey, I met, I know you mentioned that you're having a videographer. Do you know what time they're showing up? I just want to make sure we're not doing things and then having to redo them when he gets here. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh my gosh, that's you know, a great question. Let me call. And she calls the videographer and she's like, oh, I'm not showing up till the ceremony. And she's like, what do you mean you're not showing up till the ceremony? And he's like, well, you hired us for an eight-hour package. I looked over the timeline that you're... you're sent over from your photographer and it made the most sense if I just skipped the getting ready stuff. What? I mean, in his defense, it did make the most sense because they had allotted like three hours in between the ceremony and the reception and it was a full Catholic mass. So it's like in his mind, he's like, I'm going to show up, you know, an hour before the ceremony, get set up, maybe get some fake getting ready if they get here early. And then so like 
it made sense, but he didn't ever communicate that with the bride that that's what he was doing. And I realized that might be commonplace for some people that they just, they get a timeline and they just kind of make a, a judgment call like, oh, this is when I'm going to show up in that timeline. How do you not communicate with your bride and groom before the wedding? You're breaking me, Dustin. You're breaking me. I don't, I can't. That's because you and I are true professionals, Steve, but I realize there's other people out there that might've gotten into this business, gotten into this industry purely for the art of it. And they never really stopped to think that, oh, hey, like these people might depend on me. They might want to know what's going on. I better share with them. Yeah. But they're probably like, ah, she's got so much on her plate. She's going to get a wedding video. You know, this is the same videographer, by the way, who uh, put his camera really low for the bride walking down the aisle at like an angle shot. Oh, yeah. And then all the guests stand up and blocked his entire unmanned camera shot. Oh, see, I thought it was going even worse than that. Like he was trying to get upskirt or something. Like when you say really low, I'm just thinking weird perv. So no, like, like eye level of people sitting. Okay. Well, that's not as bad, but yeah. Wow. Dustin. Yep. (laughs) Mm, You don't, we should really get to Q and a, but there is one thing I want to talk to you about. Yeah. Steven. So without further ado, let's cross over into the Drone Zone. Let's do it. Let me turn my remote on. Now I'm gonna have to. Annoying. I'm gonna have to chase down that sound that effect an- and put it into the drone. I need that little zone annoying intro. DJI like do do do. Drone maker Skydio is in hot water, the hottest of hot water. Why do I say that? Because they posted illegal footage, illegal drone footage of somebody at Yellowstone National Park rollerblading down a boardwalk. Would you, would you say they're treading water, Stephen? No, no. The The water there is so hot you die on, you know, first touch. I think that's a pretty common fact everybody knows about. You can't tread that water. You dead. And you smell like rotten eggs. Have you ever, have you ever been to Yellowstone, man? It is not, no, I, I, not a I good smell. No, I have not had the pleasure. Jen Been actually, you to invite me. Jen worked at Yellowstone for a summer. Like changing, uh, she, it was when she was in college, uh, she went out there with a Christian organization and changed like a uh, bed sheets at one of the hotels or something like that. Is that the one called Stephen Dustin changed the world? Our nonprofit? <laughs> yeah. Our nonprofit. Stephen doesn't change the world. Dot com. Dot com. <laughs> of course. Dot com. Yes. <laughs> dot org dot org dot org yeah okay yeah sorry i forgot how nonprofits work you're totally right yeah. um, organization yeah so mm-hmm. damn it so this is to people out there who don't know it is illegal to fly a drone in a national park and this isn't like in yellowstone specific this is any national park so is it illegal or is it one of those where you just shouldn't do it. It's illegal. So when you say illegal, is that like 
you just shouldn't get seen flying a drone. Oh my gosh, Dustin, did you park. fly a drone in a national park? St- Steven, I just I'm just trying to get the specifics of the legalities or illegalities of whether or not is it like if you get seen doesn't do not fly a drone in a national is it park based on the size of the drone mm, it's not the size that counts in this situation it's it, how you use it it's just if it's a drone period it's illegal so yeah i guess i guess technically you could have a drone in a national park you could use it to shoot video footage as long as you never flew it in the national park okay yeah if you toss it like a football that's okay. Yeah. Yeah, that, that would actually be okay. Yeah, you could toss the drone like a football. So Skydio is using it because they wanted to show off their new uh, true follow me thing that they have. And it just happened to follow somebody rollerblading into a national rollerblading, park. Rollerblading, yeah, and Geyser Basin Boardwalk in Yellowstone National Park, which double illegal, Dustin. It's illegal to rollerblade in the national park in Yellowstone but National Park. I am curious. Are they more mad about the rollerblading part or the drone part? I mean, I think they're probably more mad about the rollerblading part because, like, (laughs) you have to think about the impact that this has on the animals. And, you know, a bunch of grizzly bears are out there. They see a dude go rollerblading by, and that dude looks so, so cool. And now all the grizzly bears... All the grizzly bears are strapping rollerblades on. Now you got a bunch of grizzly bears rollerblading around the park. This is this is dangerous. You know, when you strap on those rollerblades, you can go faster than somebody walking. So now we've made grizzly bears even faster. They can hunt us down even faster. They can murder us even faster. This is just bad all around. This is true. The, the repercussions of the decisions we make as drone pilots... You know, sometimes they can't be changed. Mm-hmm. Like, how is a grizzly bear going to get its hands on a drone? Like, a grizzly bear can't fly, but a grizzly bear could rollerblade. You know who else could rollerblade? A bison, a moose. These are all things that kill a human beings. Goat. A bison, you know, a moose, a black bear, a wolf. These are all things that kill human beings. A werewolf? Definitely a werewolf. Can you imagine how terrifying that the rollerblading werewolf? Think about Teen Wolf on rollerblades. How much better would he have been at basketball? Oh, Mm. my gosh. Can you imagine how much harder it would have been for Teen Wolf to ride on top of the van? You know, surfing the cities uh, if he had rollerblades on when he was trying to ride on top of the van. These are all facts. Ponder for mm. a while. I need to watch Teen Wolf again with like rollerblade goggles goggles on. <laughs> Dustin, do you think we should be protecting our national parks by keeping drones and rollerblades and especially rollerblading drone users out of our national parks? Uh, so longtime listener of the show and drone advocate for the Drone Advocate Anonymous group, Luke um, McBride of Unscripted Visuals. Uh, when I traveled to a national park with him last year, uh, he had a good idea. He thought they should sell drone passes or like drone type um, windows of opportunity that said drone users could then use their drones who were licensed drone operators within windows. And then also they could generate money 
mm-hmm. for yeah, no. uh, the park. Is this the FBI? Yeah. Luke McBride? Yeah, you're going to want to look into him. He was probably operating a drone at a national park. I just found out while recording a podcast with my good friend, Dust. Oh, oh, you, he's already locked up and in jail? Oh, man, another one for the books, boys. Way to go. <laughs> Keep at it. Way to go, dr- drone jail. Sorry, uh, just got off the phone with my good friend, so, Robert Mueller. Yep. Good, good friend. Yep. Friend of the show. Friend of the show. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I thought that was a pretty pretty good idea uh, because it, it helps those who want to get those sweet drone shots and then it also helps, you know, fund the parks. Oh, whoop. Hey, whoop. Sorry. Uh, just got a text from my good friend James Comey. He said he's not a part of the drone squad anymore at the FBI, but uh, he keeps a close eye on it and he wanted to thank me for reporting Luke. So, man. You're welcome. That's what I'm here for. Yeah, no. Uh, we're just doing, we're doing the Lord's work tonight. <laughs> oh team trump anyways um <laughs> let's do some q a you son of a bitch <laughs> q a me steven let's do some q a but but steve doesn't have you had enough to drink before we tear into this uh, for me, one beer, yes. <laughs> we Blend. have the tastiest Q&A tonight. An anonymous listener wrote in to ask us. Anonymous question. Please don't answer, Dustin and Steve, until you've each drank multiple 10% beers. Would you ever get involved with someone whose wedding you photographed? I shot a wedding a few years ago for a great couple, and we became friends afterward. Mm-hmm. I had my suspicions on the day, but as we got to know each other better, it was confirmed that they are in an open marriage. It's nothing I've actively pursued, but there has been some flirtation. And I'm single, so do I even consider single it? Mingle. And then uh, emoji with the... The, the girl shrugging with both hands up like, what do I do? I do you. Dustin is down to clown with this bride or groom in the open relationship. He is getting in there. So are we in a hypothetical where you and I are both single? For this situation, we are in a hypothetical situation where we're both single. Single and mingle? Mm-hmm. And sometimes Corinne and I sit there and we talk about this hypothetical where it's like... We don't even know what we would do since we've been together since we were like 17, maybe six. Yeah, 17. Like, I don't even know what being single is like. Yeah. I like to think I'd be okay at it. Mm -hmm. But then I talk to my single friends and I'm like, I would be so bad at it. So first of all, define this open marriage concept to me. (laughs) So Dustin, an open marriage is where... It's, it's an open relationship where even though you're married and you want to stay with the person. So so this would be like against, this would be against what Trump is for. No, no, no more Trump talking. We don't want nope. open borders. We want closed no, no, borders. No, 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 no. No more Trump talking this one. So you're, you're in a committed relationship. You don't want to leave the relationship, but uh-huh. you also want to have other relationships. But are they called, are they relationships? In are they, or are they just let's call them the anonymous listener wrote let's in. Let's call them. She didn't say he wants me to be a f- buddy. He said we are friends. 
we hang out. We, we're friends. We hang out together. Also, he's come on to me and he's in an open relationship. What do I do? Do I consider this? How? But I guess my question is, from somebody who's watched a lot of really bad television, is how many guys probably say they're in an open relationship when they're trying to cheat on their spouse, girlfriend, wife, and they're like, no, 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 it's it's okay. I'm in an open relationship. I guess I would need like, do they make like open relationship cards mm. that you mm-hmm. can like get, you know, certified, you know, laminated, put in your wallet? No, I think you hit on a very important point. Whenever anybody contacts you and it's just like, hey, I'm in an open relationship. I would love to go on a date with you, you know, uh, mm-hmm. paint the town red, um, maybe do some sexes um. afterwards. <laughs> You know, just everything you'd ever want in a date. But I am in a relationship with somebody else. So, so it's fly a, a drone? We yeah, fly a drone. Fly a drone in a national while park. While rollerblading in a naked national park. in a national park. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Sky Dio, I took you up one notch. Yeah. Now now you're naked. <laughs> so, yeah. Is that okay in a national park? <laughs> I mean, just getting in touch with nature, right? <laughs> okay. The grizzlies do it. All the time. So... What do you do in that situation? It seems pretty obvious. You would need to contact the person's partner and be like, so they said they're in an open relationship. I just want to confirm that's true because like, I don't want to piss you off because we are friends and I don't want but things you're to be like awkward. Th- but what if, what if they like the answer is no and now you've destroyed that marriage. So I think you have to do it a little bit more sly. Uh, no, no, no. The marriage was destroyed when he asked you. The marriage wasn't destroyed when you asked the other person. You don't take the blame for that. But maybe out of respect, out of respect for that friendship. Out of respect for the friendship, you have to tell them immediately. If you are friends with both the bride and the groom, and the groom's like, I think, open relationship, and you're like, I'm friends with the bride, but I'm not going to tell the bride. Like, come on, Dustin. That friendship's over. No, I think what you have to do, Stephen, out of respect for that longtime friendship of just shooting their wedding, is that you have to go up to the bride and be like, hey, bride, um, you want to go out tonight? And then be like, hey, just curious, like, how do you feel about open relationships? Not for, not for me or for you, but, you know, somebody, hypothetically, maybe your husband. So in this situation, as a photographer, you just asked, you were asked by the groom, Hey, mm-hmm. let's go out together on a date and maybe have sex. Mm-hmm. Correct. And then the bride, you went up to her and you were like, hey, do you want to go out tonight? Also, mm-hmm. how do you feel about open relationships? I feel like the answer to the first question, you, you have a 50-50 chance there of like... If she's like, oh, yeah, it's so funny you say that. It's so funny you say that because I was just speaking to my husband the other night about you and how the fact that we have an open relationship. We're not really public about that, but it's something that, you know, we've decided to embrace as a lifestyle choice and he would like to f*** you. And so 
I think you would be more his type than mine, but I'm so flattered that you asked me out. Let's go get pedicures. So I think in that situation, though, Dustin, like you run a real risk of now getting into a possible threesome situation, which while you might be okay with dating somebody in an open relationship, does that mean you're okay with dating somebody in a threesome situation? And also, how does this all go back to your photography? Yeah. Yeah. So let's say you blow this up real bad and... Either you go on a date with the groom and the bride mm-hmm. was not aware they were in an open relationship and now she's mad at you, mm-hmm. leaves you multiple bad reviews. Or you go on a date with the groom, the bride is totally cool with it, tells all her friends, look, this photographer is DTF. I know all of you, my friends, are also in open relationships with your fiancés, you should hire this photographer because this photographer fucks. Mm. And you're going to want that after you get married because you're going to need that open relationship. So what you're saying here, Stephen, is you could be setting yourself up for a lot of overtime. (laughs) (laughs) To the point where you might need to start adding something into your contract or your wedding packages saying... Like maybe separate packages for those in open relationships, stating something to the nature of if you're in an open relationship, it's going to cost you more because we might end up hooking up at the end of this I'm relationship. glad we got there, Dustin, because, you know, when Jen and I were talking about getting paid for sex, people were like, wow, this is real weird that Jen and Steve got to this point in the last episode, but here we are, you and me, and now you've gotten to the point of being paid for sex now too, <laughs> and we are all on board with this. We all think it's a good idea. You should definitely be... I don't know if I said anything about money changing hands, Steve. You're getting paid just... for overtime, and that overtime is sex, Dustin. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's time over and above the wedding package. I just want to make sure that the same rate applies. Yeah, no, uh-huh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Dustin McKibben. Steve picked up yeah. his phone. Uh-huh. Steve, Steve's on his phone talking to his imagination, awesome. imaginary awesome. attorney. So glad I have you here, FBI. Dustin McKibben is engaging in prostitution. Lock him up, boys. Guess where's that line? Where's that line draw from an open relationship to prostitution? Where's that line draw between running a photography business and running a prostitution ring? Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? I guess Tuesday? Is Tuesday the line? <laughs> At what point do you cross over from, I was running a photography business, now I'm running a sex cult that does photography? Mm, That's a tricky one. Maybe you need two brands. (laughs) Man. Maybe an associate brand. (laughs) Maybe. Yeah, so... Would Dustin and I ever get involved with someone whose wedding we had photographed? I'm going to say no, but that's because we're in closed relationships. We're not in open relationships. In a hypothetical situation, though, if I wasn't married, all cards on the table here, if I wasn't married and somebody approached me and was like, hey, would you like to do the sexes with me? I'm a very good sex person. I'm going to have to go ahead and say, like, I would not. I would not. Uh... I'm incredibly awkward and weird in person, and um, yeah, it would be it would be very difficult for me to ever get around the feeling of awkwardness that I would feel every time I was around that person. And 
thinking about anything to do with their relationship or their marriage. And yeah, I don't, I'm, 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 I have a lot of things going wrong in my head all the time. Worries, stress, anxiety, things that weigh me down. And I would not want to add one more ever because I, my, my life, like a podcast. my life is terrible enough doing this podcast with Dustin as is. <laughs> so Dustin, hypothetically, would you, you're not married anymore. Corinne. Mm-hmm. Wife died. Oh my gosh. Don't take it there. Oh, sorry. Okay. Sorry. Uh, amicable sep- separation. <laughs> <laughs> she took everything in the divorce. You have a client. They're like, Hey, Dustin, we heard that you're you're done a clown would you want to what do you say i say do you want to do an anniversary session because that's about what my time is worth (laughs) (laughs) nice nice i don't know i it's so hard for someone who's been in a relationship for so long to even hypothetically venture down that line i don't know i don't know it would be weird i feel like i've seen movies where they do these kind of things and they always end terribly typically one person turns into a serial killer and kills the other or like steve said you get a bad review both on pretty much the same level so Um, much on the same level murder suicide or a bad review on the not.com Kind of the same ending to that story. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Totally down I, for that, I, yeah. Mm-hmm. I would say to he or she who sent this in, I would probably just avoid it. If you value this person's friendship, now nah, never mind, screw it. Go for it. Mm, that's what I'm talking about, Dustin. Just so we have more juicy content for this podcast, we need follow-up. More, more, more juices. Get in there. Get your juices on this person. Get their juices on you. Juice it up. But what I would recommend is that you look for their laminated open relationship card. Uh, It should be in their billfold wallet purse. And uh, it should be stamped by a certified open marriage consultant. Um, You can find those at steveanddustinsavetheworld.org. That's where they're sold. And um, if they don't have one, you should tell them to go buy one there. Yep. Next question. Matthew Dartford (laughs) from our very own Facebook group says, those tricky white balance situations, wedding in a barn, deep, deep red brick, some might call it like burning crimson red brick, just oh, the deepest of reds, you know? Uh, tungsten lighting, nice and warm. Couple at the front, though, is illuminated by a large, perhaps 10-foot large window. The skin colors being lit by the warm sun in the blue sky. He got the skins on the couple looking good, and all the guests in the background look like Oompa Loompas. That's uh, the, the old Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory where the Oompa Loompas had like the orange skin. That's what he's referencing there. But if he gets the skin tone on the guests looking good, then the couple look like White Walkers from Game of Thrones. New season coming mm-hmm. out soon. You heard it here first. <laughs> yeah, I just saw the limited edition uh, Game of Thrones Oreos. <laughs> you saw it on your Oreos first. There's a whole new season of Game of Thrones coming 
Look for your mm-hmm. limited edition season three wedding photo hangover Oreos coming out this August. Making me hungry. Dustin, what do you do? Just go for it, man. You just go for it. Sorry, I'm too busy buying Steven Dustin. Save the world.com. Good to know we got your full attention. Matthew, I'm here with the good advice since Dustin's got nothing. First up, what you're going to want to do. If you want to go for that Oompa Loompa look in the background, all you got to do is Photoshop a bunch of schnozberries on the walls all around them. Mm. Get some candy going. Get a good vibe, a good sugary confectionery thing going. Now, when you deliver the photos, and this is the most important part, you can't print them onto normal canvases, photo paper, whatever. You actually have to deliver the photos on an edible photo paper so they can eat the photos you know so they get the photos they eat the photos now you're in the business of selling them more wedding photos that are edible because they see the photos they look so sweet they look so good they're eating the photos up oh no we don't have any more wedding photos what do we do we got to go back to the source now you are the supplier and they are addicted to that crack cocaine that i assume you laced into those photos because you're running a business after all so I know this is a satirical answer that you're giving them right now. <laughs> however, you know it's my, a satirical uh, answer. What clued you in? My Riddle mind, me this, my, Dustin. How did you know it was satirical? But my mind was like, how funny would it be to actually give a bride and groom, like, because there's a company in town here called Cookie Cottage. And like one of their big money makers are these ice sugar cookies where companies can like put their logo or your like your one of your engagement pictures on them or whatever. I'm like, how funny would it be if like when you go to give them your wedding photos, you give them a hundred of these cookies, mm-hmm. each one with a different photo on them. And you're like, here's your photos. Don't eat them too fast. <laughs> but could you just imagine that reaction to that couple when you're like, hey. Here's 20 of the best photos. I went ahead and printed them on these cookies. Don't mind the nibble marks around the mm-hmm. edges. Uh, Iced them the best I could. There's a couple smears in image 21 and 13. But um, uh, I, I thought it was kind of like I was retouching them on the fly. Ha ha. <laughs> so funny. Here you go. Um, let me know if you need more. You heard it here first. On the wedding photo hangover, you got canvas prints. You got metal prints. You got, what else is there, Dustin? You got glass prints from Owl Fracture. Bones. Dustin and I are getting into the cookie print business. So next time you think about offering albums, guess again, send them a dozen cookies. Um, We're going to do our cookie print business. We're starting a Kickstarter right now. If you give us $249, (laughs) we will give you cookie prints, you know, or someday, someday, maybe, or we'll give you 20 bucks back in a few years. But yeah, no, I just think that would be hilarious. Does that answer his question? That does. I Cookie feel like we knocked it out of the park. Uh, the other thing you might do, Matthew, is you got a big 10-foot window there. I know the bride and groom thought it'd be a good idea for the wedding day because they want that gorgeous window light on them, but there's no window light on anybody else. So you kind of got two options there. One, knock down the whole wall at the venue. Now you got gorgeous <laughs> light on everybody. The venue's going to thank you because they're going to want to sell that gorgeous light to 
every one of their future brides and grooms. You have improved the venue, and all you had to do is spend a few hours there with a sledgehammer the night before. Think about that. Step number two, Matthew, you just gotta gotta cover up the window. It's too much light. Go in the night before. You got bricks. You got mortar. You brick it up. Cask of a montalato that window right out of there. You know what I'm saying? I Steve, I I feel like Matthew deserves an honest answer here for this question. So what we do, Matthew, in situations like this <laughs> is I've got a I've got a guy named Greg. I call him a few months ahead of time. He goes to these venues the day before, and he actually installs windows um, all around the venue in the cloak of dark the night before. And then we show up to the venue the next day, and we just shoot like hell. And then we we just compliment the venue on these new windows. And then here's the clutch part, though, because you still run into the problem of having that mixed tungsten light with the skylight. So Greg, after he makes all the windows, he cuts the electricity. But, you know, you still got to have like a working sound system and all that kind of jazz. So Greg is actually he's got to be a working electrician. So Greg can actually get up in there. He knows what wires to cut. So just the lights are gone. Or he just takes the bulbs out of the lights, Stephen. That would probably be easier. They can put new bulbs in real easy. I don't know about your Greg, but my Greg, he takes the bulbs out and then he picks up the light fixture. Very nice. Way to go, Greg. He's He's aggressive, but he's also a wedding DJ if you ever need one. He's my window guy my electrician, and my DJ. If anybody wanted some real answers to that, there were a lot of really good answers in our Facebook group where that question came from. Dustin, I think that's going to do it for us this week. That's going to be the end. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast with Dustin and Steve. If you want to help us out, jump on iTunes or Stitcher and leave us a five-star review. The most glowingest, shooting starriest of all reviews in the world. That is all we accept. If you want to connect, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Wedding Photo Hangover and on Twitter at Hangover. Dustin, my main man, my man, Dustin McKibben, is on Instagram at Dustin underscore McKibben, and Steven is at Steven Van Elk. If you want to get involved with the awesome community of listeners like me and my man, Dustin McKibben, join the Wedding Hangover Facebook group. If you really want to warm our hearts, though, you know... Dustin and I, we have cold, broken, black, bitter hearts. If you want to warm them up, you want to get the blood pumping back in them, head on over to anchor.fm slash wedding photo hangover, and you can sign up to support us for as little as 99 cents a month. It's extremely helpful to us into the making of this podcast. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Your head is pounding, your limbs feel like dead weight, and your entire being aches for the sweet embrace of death. That's right, next Sunday after you shoot another wedding. Happy birthday to Dustin. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear to you, Dustin. Happy birthday to you. That is an example of something that just came out of our ridiculous copyright laws here in America. Everybody can use the happy birthday song now. Eat it, Mickey Mouse. You're going to get out there. Everyone's going to have 
their grubby paws on you. But more importantly, happy birthday, Dustin. I'm so glad that you just turned 31. 31. Am I right? Am I right? I feel like I'm right. I feel like I'm right. And for my birthday, I bought Steve and Dustin Save the World.com. <laughs> You can go to stephendustinsavetheworld.com today where you can buy all your built-wall mugs. <laughs> Dustin replica mugs. The wall extends along the border of Mexico and then up along the border of California. It's a great, great place. Help Dustin build that yes. wall. The retaining wall at his house. The rock one. He needs 500 yes. mugs to make it happen. 5,000. Very much so. What are you doing for your birthday? Big plans? Going to Banditos. Is that the Mexican restaurant you took me to in town? Mm-hmm. Oh, that place is good. Yeah. Hidden gem, in, diamond in the rough of Fort not, Wayne. Not really hidden. Mm. It's not really diamond hidden. in the rough, forever. hole in the wall, uh, hidden gem. Used, used, just, to, used to work there when I was in high school. Mm, so good. The 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 spices, the cheeses, like. You wouldn't, you wouldn't think in it's Fort Wayne. It's as unauthentic as you can get when it comes to Mexico. It's very good, though. It's like, I imagine if a fat white man had a taco, and he's like, hmm, you know what could make this better? More cheese, more meat, little bit of bacon. The beautiful thing about Mexican food is even when you do it real wrong, and you know you just are like, we'll cram all the cheeses in the world in there. Like, it still tastes good. Like, you can't, you could screw it up so bad, and it's still the best food on the earth. Mm-hmm. It's the only place I've ever been that serves bacon in their quesadillas. <laughs> I think you can get like those healthy choice or lean cuisine ones that have that too. Oh, really? Because for the longest time, I thought that was just a thing. That's like how quesadillas came was with bacon. And then I started going to other Mexican places. Oh my gosh. Imagine the heartbreak. And I was like, oh, like bacon in a quesadilla is like not a normal thing. No, no, no. Uh, I want to send my quesadilla back. You guys forgot the bacon. You. You guys don't even have bacon here? What kind of Mexican place is this? Oh, but yeah, it's uh, so they do free meals on your birthdays. Nice. Oh, I guess I'm coming to Fort Wayne on my birthday then. You should, man. You can get that free meal. For a, for a long, long time, my best friend Eric and I, we would always take each other out for lunch to Banditos. <laughs> like, hey, man, let me take you out for lunch. Go to Banditos. Oh, man. Where your lunch is free. Bring your ID. <laughs> Bring your ID. Get water. Get water. I ain't paying for that two ninety nine Mountain Dew, man. Love it. Dustin, I'm going to let you go because it's super late. And we've been recording for like an hour and 40 minutes. But I missed you, bud. So, yeah. I couldn't help myself. <sighs> I had to get all that good, good Dustin in me. We need, we need to plan. Um, oh, I guess let's wrap this up. Dustin, thank you so much for podcasting with me on your birthday, yeah. the holiest of all days. Have a delicious, beautiful night and a great day. Yes, if ever, if everybody could have a drink tonight, knowing that you won't listen to this till Sunday, um, but I want you to go back in time and have a drink on me. Oh, uh, one last thing before we leave, real quick. Jen and I were on 
the Secret Life of Weddings podcast. We recorded earlier today, but the episode will go up on Monday for Patreon subscribers and on Tuesday for people who are just waiting on it normally, like every like like everyone else, you know. So all us other peasants. You want to get it a day early, hear all the ridiculous stuff Jen and I said, just jump on their Patreon real quick, sign up to support them five bucks a month, and uh get that good good content. Yeah. All right, Dustin. Been real. Mm-hmm. Yep. Been real. It's been the realest. Been the realest. Maybe too real? Too real? Can we say too real? It's been too legit. Now we've got to quit. Let's take it down. Turn it around. Drop it. Put it up again. All right. Bye. <laughs> bye. Well, I just, I just want to be one step under, like, tonguesy. Mm. Dustin, yeah. happy, the happiest of birthdays to you. Uh, I would love to go tonguesy on you. No, Matt, see, it's okay. For your birthday. For your birthday. It's a birthday. Yeah. Is it? Is it? But but is it? Are we, mm. in, are we in open relationships? <laughs> are we in an open relationship? Man, this has me questioning so many things. I'm going to text Corinne real quick. Just, just you know. Yeah. Oh, are you texting my, Chad? Where's my card? Where's my open relationship card? Here, just a sec. Hold um, on. I need to get on Stephen Dustin Saves the World dot com and order my open relationship card. Just a sec. Uh, um, Mr. Comey, let Robert Mueller know Dustin is claiming to be in an open relationship. Get him, boys. <laughs> just send a text get real him. quick. Don't worry about it. You do a lot of texting. Do you have an unlimited plan? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's uh, the J. Edgar Hoover Unlimited plan. It's cool. Mm-mm-mm-mm. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> That's my jingle. That's your jingle? Mm-mm-mm-mm. Pretty certain you stole that from a company, and now we're going to be on the hook. Wedding Photo Hangover was edited this week by Steve Van Elk of Bespoke Tone. Go to Bespoke Tone for all of your photo, video, and audio editing needs. Woo-wee!